Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Third Line Podcast. And we have got Adam back from Australia, and Jess and I are here. And uh, yeah, we're excited. Who's excited? You excited? I'm excited. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, I mean, what should we dive into first? A little uh, WHL talk, get that out of the way? Sure, Sure, why why not? Let's start with the WHL then. All right. Well, uh, Victoria Royals are still not great. Um, Jake Poole has been the rock star late, uh, not late, late addition, I guess, to the roster after camp. He got brought in on a trade with the Kona Rockets and seems to be the only guy that can put the puck in the net for the Royals. So uh, he's looked really good and uh, fitting in nicely. Palms is trying to, you know, steal games as much as possible. But when you are basically the Royals are a lot like the Canucks right now, where they're relying on their offense from a couple guys and their defense is just not up to the task. And the goalies, they have to stand on their head or it's going to be a rough night. And as you're seeing in Canuck land, Demko is not able to stand on his head as much as he has in the past. And I think the same sort of things happen in the Palms. He's, still making highlight reel saves. Uh, he's been in the, either the player of the week or the highlight of the week for the WHL three or four times already. And, uh, but his numbers are not as good as they were even last year. So I think it's just a little too much of trying to carry the team on his back and yeah, it's unfortunate, but hopefully they can write the ship once, Sherman is back now. I think he got a little banged up in the last game. LaRock will be back in maybe a month, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, hopefully they can turn things around. But Cole Reshney got uh, – he's got a couple games now. I assume they're giving him whatever the maximum they can before sending him back to the Saskatchewan Junior League. So they're giving him a look. Uh, they brought in another rookie. I am gapping on his name at the moment, and he played his first career WHL game last night. And I don't see him on the score sheet, but uh, yeah, it's, they're giving their rookies a chance, and it's, it is what we thought it was going to be at the start of the year. Unfortunately, it's a little painful, but the future's bright with guys like Reshny on the horizon. So yeah, we'll see. What about uh, the Giants? The Giants are, they're currently on their um, Alberta slash Saskatchewan tour right now, which I think a lot of the, you know, the Western Conference teams are in the East right now. Um, they, for the second time this year, they they tied a game with under six seconds left and then won it in overtime. They did that against the Royals a couple of weeks ago, and then they did, I believe it was against Calgary or Medicine Hat. I'm blanking on which team it was, but you know, that's, you know, this team, like, even though they're not necessarily getting the results, they're putting in the effort and you can see it on a, you know, on a daily basis, um, especially when you cover the team. But, you know, when we're looking at the WHL, it's, it's pretty interesting this year to watch, especially the scoring because generally for WHL scoring, you'll see, drafted players leading the leading the league and scoring and you'll see the 20 year olds you know near the top this year it's the 2005 class which is the class that is coming up to 
being drafted. So that, you know, that late 2004, 2005 draft, because you look at it, Connor Bedard leads the league in points. Second is Austin Rose. Fourth is Cohen Zemer. Sixth is uh, Zach Benson. Seventh, you got Andrew Crystal. And then you got Samuel Honzik at 13. Like, you know, to have that many players this early in the season who are draft eligible really shows how powerful this um, this WHO class is uh, this year. Um, luckily, if you live in, well, if you live in the lower mainland, tickets on just went on sale for the top prospects game. And that's going to feature a lot of WHL players. You got to think, because if you look at uh, central scouting, they had um, seven a prospects and that doesn't include, include guys like Andrew Crystal or Cohen Zemer or Caden Price or Connor Levis, who should be at this game as well. So like, you know, this WHL, this is the year for the WHL really. So we look at, uh, you know, there's rotations. So you'll see like the OHL was the last couple of years with guys like McTavish and Wright uh, coming out of there. And then the Q will kind of take over for a little bit. And then now it's the WHL. So I'm excited to watch that top prospects game. I know that the Sedins are going to be behind the bench with Sam Smeal. And uh, I know that the Giants uh, are going to send their coaching staff are going to be behind the other bench. We're going to see Brent Seabrook behind the bench uh, as well as uh, Coach Michael Dick. So should be an exciting event. Um, and, yeah, I know for uh, Chris, you know, that and myself, that Connor Bedard game is coming up soon. I think it's yeah. the end of the month. For me, it's the end of the month of November. I don't know when it is for the Victoria Royals, but. It's uh, the 26th. And, unfortunately, I am on my way to Seattle the evening of the 26th to go watch the Raiders play the Seahawks. So I am not available to go watch Bedard come to Vic. Unfortunately, the only time he'll ever be out here, potentially the only time I'd ever get to see him play live, unless he somehow miraculously ends up on the Canucks knock on wood. Um, We all know that won't happen. That's why you got to come over to the top prospects game. Yeah, that's in January at some point. I might have to. Um, Yeah, yeah, I'll look into that for sure. Yeah, I know for his, you know, we'll call it his hometown debut. The game against the Giants, the tickets sold out like instantaneously, basically. They basically had a package that you could buy, and a lot of people jumped on that opportunity, you know, to go see him. And it's like when I looked a a week ago or so, it was you could either sit by by yourself as a single or you could do the standing room only seats. And uh, that's, yeah, so, you know, Luckily, Luckily, you get to be up in the press box anyway, so. Yes, I have uh, reserved my spot for that game, and yeah. uh, I've been told uh, that the press box is going to be very full on that yep. day. A hundred percent. Which, which I mean, is great for the you know these type of games are great for junior teams when you have these star hometown players come back and fill the building. Like, yeah. you know, unless the Giants make the playoffs, they're probably not going to hit a hundred percent capacity with standing room. Like well, that's something can... that just doesn't. Yeah, that's just something that doesn't happen, you know, in Vancouver, yeah. in, in Langley too often. Yeah, uh, same thing even, with Vic. Yeah, but that game is a, we know we're going to sell out. Let's just make sure that we have enough food, enough drinks, and that, uh, you know, everybody's having a good time. On that note, actually, the Royals just put out a uh, release saying that for one night only, they are hiring 
staff for the arena for food and beverage for fan services for all this stuff i've never seen anything like it but they are doing a one-off we need people for this one night they're they're expecting a full house for sure so yeah yeah it's exciting it just shows it just shows the you know the power of star power having a the first ever whl exempt player yeah, and he is that good. I mean, I've I've seen the highlights, and it's it's unfortunate I won't get to see him live in Vic. But if I can make it to the top prospects game, I'd love to because you don't get a chance to see players like that very often. And I mean, who knows with the Sedins behind the bench? Maybe they can convince him to. I, I hate to see to see it, and I don't want him to be that person. But maybe they can convince him to pull a Lindros and just be like, "I refuse to play for any team except the Vancouver Canucks." Fair. <laughs> They did ask him that on Donnie and Dolly, uh, the TV show. Yep. And he, to his credit, he does know who Eric Lindros is. But mm -hmm. unfortunately, he did say that he would be happy with whatever team drafts him. Of course. He's Which not going to say... That we uh, that we uh, want to hear. No. You, you pull that card and you're instantly on the dark side. You are now yeah. like hated amongst the rest of the league. And not to mention, yeah, you come into the league as a rookie with all this, the spotlights on you. And now every other player in the league, other than the guys on the Canucks are like, you're a POS and I'm coming after you. Yeah. Um, you don't want to put that kind of target on your back. Yeah. Now, Jess, are you, you know, uh, Regina doesn't come to Portland this year. Uh, nope. It's part of the rotating schedule that they do. Are you a little bit disappointed that you won't get the opportunity to uh, see Bedard live? No. <laughs> no, no, I am not. I really don't care about him. Like, not one single bit. Probably because it doesn't affect any of my teams. None of my teams are going to be drafting him. So I don't care. Yeah, You don't think that... Him. You don't think that Tortorella is going to drive the Flyers into the ground and they'll get no. the first overall pick? They're actually doing well. I, they're actually doing very well this year so far. Yeah. Knock on wood because it's the Flyers. Um, but no, I don't think that. Um, I don't think that any of my. I know that you know uh, the Can or the the Canes won't get him. <laughs> no, they're doing they're doing um, good like they always do. Anaheim. Anaheim might with how bad they're doing right now. Um, but I highly doubt it. They've got they've had so much young like, talent. Yeah, they've got some seriously young talent from like, you know, the top what top five players in the last like, I don't know, five drafts. So losing uh, Drysdale hurts, but it does. But yeah. You know, it's you know. <laughs> it's interesting because the Ducks and the Canucks are kind of similar in the sense that the Canucks have Thatcher Demko, who, you know, for a while has been considered like a Vesna-type goaltender. And the Ducks have John Gibson, who has, you know, largely been considered the top, if not second best, American goalie in the league for a very long time. And it's both of them are have, from a statistical point of view, I know that there's other factors involved in the, like... Mm with the fact that they have no defense, uh, either team, it seems. But, you know, they're both having statistically poor years. You got, you know... Uh, Very similar roster construction. Yes, except for the fact that, you know, Anaheim doesn't have these, you know, anchor contracts uh, yeah. on the blue line. 
and they also have the ducks are like a you know they have a lot more they have a lot better younger talent as well yeah but yeah but yeah their average like age is lower yeah but yes i think in, aren't they the youngest average team average yeah, they're, team they're, the they're one of them for sure gotta be yeah but then you yeah, have so... yeah yeah and you have uh both of those teams facing off on uh tomorrow night so we're recording wednesday so thursday night you have the the battle of the teams that nobody wants to watch oh it's gonna be a terrible i all i mean I, i'm tuning in because it's the bx uh uh retirement game and i think that's long overdue and super excited to see kev back in vancouver so that'll be fun um that, fun fact anaheim ducks were uh the team that I got to watch when I did my botch for night, which you no. can still register for up until Friday. So, you know, take that opportunity. Yeah. If I could put together more than three sentences, I might do that. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, like, a full article would take me like three weeks to put together. So yeah. that was yeah, also, I think I it was also down in Portland. Yeah. I think it <laughs> yeah. was seven. I want to say the score was seven to four or something in that game, but it was special because all three players that we interviewed scored. And then on the next Botchford night, the two, two players that, um, that they interviewed scored and then Thatcher Demko got a win. And it was weird because it was Brad Hunt and Niels Hoaglander for the second one who both like aren't goal scorers. Yeah. And then I had, mine was Quinn Hughes who scored 19 goals in his career. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of them was that night. So, uh, yeah, that was a fun night. We broke a lot of rules in the press box by cheering, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta maintain your professionalism. Yeah, all that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have not done that. I've been at Royals games, and there's a big goal, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, let's go. Like, then I'm looking around, and everybody's all business like. I'm like, okay, yeah, never mind. Yes. You learn how to suppress your anger and excitement. Uh, it's amazing yeah, I just that sit there and I'm like, yes, like quietly under my breath is like the game is going on. It's amazing. You get into the industry and you finally get a chance to cover the team that you love to watch. And then due to what you're doing, you kind of have to suppress that energy. Yeah, and you suddenly, can't be a fan anymore. you're not a fan anymore. And it's like, okay, well now this is just a job. And uh, now it's not fun. You, you got to find that balance of enjoying what you do, but not showing up in a jersey and getting all stoked when they score. Junior That's is a what bit, sucks. Yeah. yeah. Junior is a That's little bit different. Shit. Like, they'll give you a little bit of leeway, yeah. but you can't be, like, running around the press box, like, screaming or, like, calling penalties yeah. from the press box. Or, but, you know, you can yeah. you can give out a little, like, under the breath, like, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. To the other people in the press box when there's a nice goal, you can be like, hey, that was a pretty sweet goal, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. But you just can't be overly rambunctious about it. Yes, yeah, it's true. Yeah, that is, but, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a quick WHL update. Jess, have you really been paying much attention to Tri-City? I don't well, know what they're up to these days. Um, Tri-City's actually not bottom of the barrel. They're, uh, it looks like they're seventh in the western conference which is impressive considering uh i think last year they were ninth or tenth um it looks like uh the top three is also uh u.s division seattle everett and portland um with 
Portland like four games behind everybody else because they've only played 10 and everybody else has played like 14. Um, can I point out one thing just because I, I haven't noticed this specific stat, but did anyone expect at this point of the WHL season for the Edmonton Oil Kings to be the worst team in the entire league? So it before the season, we actually talked about this. They are. Yeah. So sorry. I'm looking at their stats right now. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not surprising that they're bad, but it's surprising at how, how how, bad, how bad Bad they are. Like we, when you lose what you lose Dylan Gunther, you lose Justin sort if you lose, uh, Luke Prokot, you lose Sebastian Casa, and that's just oh, like some of the oh, names that you lose. Oh, it's your entire core yeah. of your team, yeah. Yeah, look, they're a really young team. Um, They've played 14 games, and they have three points. They are one nine zero zero. Yeah, it's not like... Look, it's not an ideal situation, but I think, I think that going into the season, people expected them... To miss, I don't think that I don't think people expected them to make the playoffs, but I don't think people expected them to, you know, be this late in the year. Yeah, you were you were looking at the last ten, Jess. They're one. Yeah, I was. I'm like, wait, that doesn't add up to fourteen. I no, they're one one twelve and one. Yeah, yeah. Like if you said Um, after fourteen games that they had one win, oh, and they also lost their coach. Brad Lauer went to the NHL. Right. So yeah, which team? uh, Winnipeg. Oh, Brad Lauer, super nice guy. Yeah, uh, definitely. He's, you know what? He deserved that opportunity in the WHL or sorry, in the NHL. Like he's been there before. He was, I think he was uh, Bruce Boudreaux's assistant coach in Anaheim actually. But yeah, sounds right. Did his time in the WHL, you know, really worked on the fundamentals of the game and now is getting a chance in the, another chance in the WHL. Uh, or um, in the NHL, it's great to see. So, Jess, your two teams uh, are kind of at polar ends of the spectrum. Portland Winterhawks, they usually the, are the least win- or the least penalized team in the league, and Tri City Americans, the most penalized team in the league. Well, it's nice to see they haven't changed that. <laughs> yeah. For the last three years, I have been screaming that the biggest issue with Tri City is their ability to not stay out of the box. Yeah. They have to be one of the most undisciplined teams that I've seen in recent years, and it is consistently their penalties that get them in trouble. Yeah. So they're playing right now. Uh, They're down 5-1 to uh, Saskatoon, and they've given up five power plays, and two power play goals against. Yeah. My point. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at <laughs> some of these. Point. Looking at some of these more in-depth stats, too. The Royals have the most goals against in the league, but they also have the yep. most games played in the league. Ooh. This is an interesting one from this game. The Royal, uh, Tri-City somehow has too, too many men on the ice penalties in the game. And so a delay of game penalty as well. That is this a... is what I'm talking about. Like, and it's not even like, okay, I can admit, you know, there are times when you take a penalty and you're like, that's a good penalty to take. 
that's in our best interest because you did something. Save, saved a goal. You saved a goal or something like that. Tri-Cities, three different penalties right there for two Sorry, many have, men and a delay have, of game. They have two delay of game penalties and two too many men on the ice penalties. So four penalties because you can't count and you don't know how to control the puck. This is undisciplined, and that's the problem. Yeah. That is the whole problem with Tri-Cities right there. Yeah, just diving into some of these stats, and yeah, it's just like makes things look a little sad. I mean, Jake Poole leading the Royals 14 points in 14 games. Um, sorry, 12 games with the Royals and 12 <laughs> points. So, yeah, point per game with the Royals. And yeah, he was not even on the roster for training camp and all that. So he just came in, instantly found chemistry. And, uh, then you got Teague Patton, who I believe I think is a rookie. And then it's just, I mean, Kalen Parker's up there as a D-man, which is impressive, 10 assists in 16 games. And then there's quite the drop-off. And it's just they need they need backup depth scoring. And it's just they can't find it right now, and it's unfortunate. So, um, so the Giants have done it again, actually. They were down 4-2 uh, uh, in the third period. And they've come back to tie the game with uh, um, just over five minutes left in the game. So excitement, nice. uh, excitement with the Vancouver Giants again. Yeah. Did you know Red Deer is undefeated? Yes, that one was a weird one because they lost. Um, they lost. Uh, what's his name? Archdeep, Baines, yeah. and but yeah, Chase. I forget Chase who their goalie is, but their goalie. Yeah, their goalie. Yeah, so really that well. was. Yeah, that was he, the thing. They about... have the they have the um least amount of goals against yeah. in yeah. the entire league. Yeah. So that was the big one because talking um you know in the preseason. Brett yeah, in the preseason talking to some people, the or... big talk was oh is Red Deer going to go out and get a goaltender because Chase Coward is out for the year, and it's like oh how is that going to affect the team? Are they going to uh like because they were expected to do well this year regardless. But it was one of those things where it was like, oh, is, are they going to have to go out and get a goaltender because to stay in the race? And it's like, it, it's kind of like one of those, like, good karmas hit your team. Like, you lose coward, like, in a in a, in a a situation that is never good. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. health-related. But, like, you know, something is shining on them that they're just pl- like, so- playing so well. So right here, I'm looking at the goalie stats for the entire league. So they have got two rookie goalies, Kyle Kelsey and Rhett Stoser. I hope I'm saying that right. Both rookies. If you sort by save percentage, which I believe is a pretty good stat for goaltenders, goals against average can be a little misleading at times, um, but save percentage is is pretty standard. Uh, They are both in the top five. So you have two rookie goalies. One's played eight games. One has played five games. So they're kind of split in the workload and they are both top five in the entire WHL and save percentage. And if you change yeah. that to goals, goals against average, one of them is first and one of them is fifth. So still top five. Like, so they got two rookie goalies just stealing the show in red deer. Yeah. Um, I never like to say that stuff is going to balance itself out. Like, especially in the WHL because you just never know, but it can. Yeah. But like, 
you know, good on Red Deer so far, but yeah, I don't know if they, you know, is it sustainable? Deer, yeah, I don't know if you're a Red Deer. Maybe <laughs> if you if you go out and you try to get like a you know a twenty year old goaltender, um, like to I sit think as long as they're as long as they're doing the tandem, um, yeah. you know, you're not wearing one out above the other. So, but there's it could also be that, sustainable. Yeah, but there's also that experience level that you like. You know, we. Yeah, like rookies are like if a rookie's hot, a rookie's hot. Like it, but there is in the WHL when you when you're playing 16 and 17 year old goalies as your starter, yeah. as your starters, there is some level of you might want to have that older goaltender there to you know well, like help them a little bit. And then you start to look down the list here, and if you uh, go to the player page uh, and you sort it by points, Red Deer does not have a single player in the top 30. Yeah, so they're they're basically winning their games like, you know, yeah. one like yeah, yeah like I they're think relying. Red Deer, yeah, like Red yeah. Deer beat Vancouver four nothing, I believe. So it's like they're yeah. yeah. So it's like they're they're low scoring games. Can that be sustained? Yeah, yeah. It's, they've we'll given up twenty two goals in thirteen, 13 games. games. Like, yeah, that's, that's not going to be uh, easy to carry yeah. for the rest of the year unless both those rookie goalies are playing like, you know, yeah. uh, juniors carry price kind of level. Yeah. They have more points on the year than they have goals against. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that, well, that, yeah, that's kind of hard to uh, replicate, I would guess. I think uh, that is probably a good call. We'll see over the next couple of weeks how that goes, but uh um, what do you think? Good WHL wrap up there. Yeah, we actually talked about it. Yeah, <laughs> not too bad. Some of us had to do some research on the fly because, uh, you know, life catches up and you don't really pay as much attention as you should. But, um, yeah, I haven't got a chance to make it to a game yet. One of these days, I'll go get my accreditation, accreditation, my media pass. That's easier. Um, so Adam. We started a quick segment last time. We don't have a ton of time because we're going to do a big draft today of the reverse NHL reverse retro jerseys, and that's probably going to take a little bit of time diving into that. But uh, last episode, we did a little Would You Rather segment. And uh, we know how you love your random things that have nothing to do with hockey. So, <laughs> Okay, we, let's, we, uh, let's dive in. So let's, let's dive in. All right. So I got a good one here. Uh... Would you rather have Cheeto dust on your fingers for an entire year? And that is, it, it's getting on everything. Like your couch, your, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, or walk around with wet socks for a year. So. <laughs> that you go with Cheeto dust just because if you have wet socks, you'll actually get, um, you'll, you'll have medical sick. problems. Yeah. You'll have medical problems. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I think that that's, one's easy. And you know what? Like, you, you can lick your fingers you know, all year. But hello, gloves. <laughs> you can literally just put gloves on and you're good. You just got to rock gloves all year and kind of look like Michael Jackson. That's, yeah. Yeah. But like, we're in a, you know, we're in a, we're in an age where we just came out of a pandemic. So are people really going to blame you from wearing, for wearing gloves all year? That's a good call. That's yeah. a good call. All like, right. So we're all in agreement. Cheeto dust for the win. Wet socks are gross. It's yeah. disgusting. I can't stand wet socks for five ones. minutes. No. Also, as somebody who is in, you know, who is in the dating scene, I wouldn't want to walk up to a date with wet socks because they would probably smell bad as well. 
Like there's no oh, and then you hear and you hear the squish with every yeah. footstep. <laughs> yeah. That bugs me more than anything. Also, like, you know, if you have the if you have the wet socks, like, you know, you'd have to wear them to bed probably. So then your bed is wet oh. as well. Oh yeah. That's that's like, I just rather one. have the gloves. Yeah. yeah. I mean Cheeto dust is annoying, but it's it's not as bad. Yeah. Now <laughs> cha change Cheeto dust for glitter. Does that change anything? No, because you still have the gloves. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Plus, Plus how cool is would the it, like, of craft world? It is. You know, talking as like as I mentioned in dating world, like how cool would it be that you know you walk up to a you go on a date and it's like, oh, what's something cool about you? I got glitter coming from my fingers, like <laughs> glitter hands. Yeah, like I look like I've been at a rave all day every day. Yeah. Or if it's the Cheetos, you know, maybe they like <laughs> Cheetos. Like, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I like that one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to preface this. This is, this is just for fun. We're just having some fun here. We do not uh -oh. want to offend anyone with any speech impediments, but would you rather fight Mike Tyson in his prime for 60 seconds or have his voice and lisp permanently the rest of your life? You'd rather fight him because you could just run around the ring for, the for 60, 60 seconds. He's going to catch you at some point. And it's uh, not going to feel good, but hey, I'm least, sure, you know, you can go between the legs and like I, that voice and lisp. I mean, you know, amazing fighter. And I'm sure he would admit to it himself that if he could have chosen his voice, he probably would have chosen something different. But um, yeah, I don't think I'd want to sound like Michael Jackson, the rest or M Michael Jackson, Mike Tyson. I don't want to sound like Michael Jackson <laughs> either the rest of my life. <laughs> if, we're, if we're throwing Michaels out there, I, I don't want either. Um yeah, that one's borderline offensive to anyone with That's, speech impediment. Yep. I, I apologize, but I mean, <laughs> I think I'd rather get punched by Mike Tyson. I'm sorry. Oh, I got, um, I got, I got the, I got the prototypical one. If you wanna, would you rather? Okay, I like, uh -huh. I like them. Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized elephants or one elephant-sized duck? Oh, oh, I think I'd have to go the duck-sized elephants. Anything that small, you should be able to. And elephants Hunt? aren't really like. What are they going to do to you? Smack you with their trunk? And if they're duck sized, it's a little tight. It's like the size of your finger. What's it going to do? But an <laughs> elephant sized duck. Ducks are vicious. Yeah, they are. They're assholes. Uh, yeah. You know that elephants have tusks, right? They're kind of sharp. Not do all, all elephants. Yeah, I don't think no, all elephants all have. Them. Is it just well, the male? Yeah, they haven't been tusked yet, but. Is it just the males? Well, not all elephants have tusks. Have tusks. It's okay, certain but types like, of just imagine, okay, well, even like... Yeah. Okay, if they even, all have tusks. Okay, well, even if it's just 50%, like 50 hunted. little tusks like hitting into your leg. So your ankles are a little bloody. I, I do not want to fight a duck-sized or an elephant-sized duck. That, that thing can fly. Picture an <laughs> elephant flying. Yeah. Oh, God. Hey, Dumbo! Yeah. <laughs> You're just getting dive bombed from above by a how much do elephants weigh? A couple tons. Wait, ducks can't fly, can they? Ducks can. Oh yeah, ducks can fly. Ducks migrate. Oh yeah, I thought chickens that they were part of the fly. chickens. Don't fly very well. <laughs> Maybe that's one thing. I'm just thinking of like the ducklings that I see at like the, you know, the fair all the time, and they can't fly for for sure. Don't you remember Duck Hunt from normal Nintendo back no. in the day? <laughs> they, they flew. They. I flew. remember Ducktales. Ducktales, yeah. Yeah. They and, also uh, flew, but Launchpad McQuack was really bad at landing. Yeah. 
Okay, hypothetical situation. You're jumping 30 feet into a pool, and you can fill that pool with anything you want. And if you survive, you get to keep whatever is in that pool. So initial instinct says... Can I says, fill it I'm, with... Uh... I'm going to fill it with cash, but if you yeah. jump on a pile of paper bills from 30 feet up, are you going to survive? You're not sinking. That is like hitting a brick. Uh, yeah. Can I, can I fill it with 30 feet of cash? That's, That's what I'm saying, though. You fill it with 30 feet. Oh, no, no. It has to be. The... So you're jumping from 30 feet above the pool, and whatever you're putting in the pool is level with the edge. So you have a 30-foot yeah, drop. Yeah, what is if I just hit. fill it with enough cash to get, like, 30 feet? No, you have to be level with the edge of the pool. You can't go up uh, over the edge of the pool. So you have a 30-foot drop until you hit whatever's in that pool. And even if it's, like, a 20-foot deep pool, you fill that thing with cash, I feel like it's going to compact and then it's like jumping on, you know, solid reams of paper and you are breaking every bone in your body. 30 feet is yeah. pretty tall. I feel like unless you fill it with jello, you're going to really be in pain. Well, yeah. you know, I was thinking like pillows, but do you need an entire pool full of pillows? No. If you want to no. live, maybe. That's the thing. Like if you, if I knew that I was just going to break my legs, I think I'd choose cash. Cause I mean, what can you fit in a pool? At least probably a few mil worth of cash. That's worth breaking your legs. Just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> Random yeah, of hell. I know. Did this come up because of the ducktails thing? Well, yes, because he jumps Who's into the pool of but he jumps coins? into a pool of coins. You are yeah. breaking every bone in your body if you jump into a pool of coins. Instantly. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck, yeah. Yeah, speaking of Jello, what is it? They did like a Jell-O. Family Guy episode where, yeah, they did yeah. like a Family Guy episode where yes. Peter dove into into yeah. it and broke all his like teeth and bones. Yeah, exactly, because that is uh, is not it's not a liquid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, would you rather talk like Yoda or breathe like Darth Vader for the rest of your life? Talk like Yoda. Every conversation yeah. you have. Mm-hmm. But yep. it's that or... Like, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know. sound like I'm on, like, uh, you know, I have sleep amnia at all times of the day. Keep this in mind, <laughs> though. You have to talk kind of backwards like Yoda. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it'd be more Yoda. funny. Although, I bet all your friends, after, like, a week, would be like, hey, this is getting we'll real. Get really annoyed, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, Adam, this one this one's for you. Uh, would you rather eat only cheese for one year or not be able to eat cheese for one year? Ooh, it's a tough one. Cheese is so Are good on everything. Um he's contemplating. I could go without cheese for a year. Because if I eat nothing I think... but cheese for a year, I would die. You might die. That's yeah. yeah. All right. See, no, these you, are easy. You wouldn't. You, it's not. You might die. You will die if you only That's eat cheese true. for a year. You will die. <laughs> like yeah. your body, your body needs more than just cheese, and at the same time, every artery in your body would probably be clogged up by the end of the year. <laughs> okay. You're, last one. That's completely valid, but I would not be able to go an entire year without eating. Uh, there's soy cheese that tastes pretty similar yeah. to regular cheese. Okay, one last one before we move on to the draft. Would you rather be 
you wake up and suddenly you are without elbows or without knees. I've heard this one before. <laughs> uh, like without elbow, like it, the answer, the answer is without knees because, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it would be a lot easier to go without knees than without elbows. You're talking about the bathroom situation, aren't you? No, no, just in general with life. <laughs> you know, like, like I've, I would I've not heard... have no, that wait, would not wait. be okay, easy so this for is a girl not to because have knees. This is important. Are you saying that you still have your legs, but you just don't have your knees? And you, you can't bend your, your legs. Can't bend. Yeah, huh? you can't bend your legs, or you can't bend your arms. Okay, so, so that changes it a little bit. Okay. I feel like not having elbows in that situation would be okay because you can like still grab stuff without your elbows. See, this is my theory, though, what I was mentioning, not to turn this into a potty podcast, but how do you go to the bathroom effectively without every the time use you of go your to the elbows? Bathroom, you just go into the shower. You got to have a shower every time you go to the bathroom. Yeah. Or you have a helper. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I prefer to not have a helper like, like that uh, until I'm like 80. Yeah. Do you remember the movie um, uh, Grown Ups? Yes. You'd be walking around like Steve Buscemi in that movie uh, all the time, basically. Yeah. I, I think I want... Are, are you upset because we've suddenly turned this into a potty podcast? Yep. All right. I'm going to just like... I'm going to get it. There is no good answer to this <laughs> um, because like you guys are saying knees and because of the bathroom whole situation, but I'm a girl. So I can't stand up to go to the bathroom. So I need See, my knees. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I never thought about that angle is that you also cannot sit. So, okay. All right. Well, okay, you can sit. You just have your legs straight it's out. like really Oh, you're just leaning back and like, oh, I'm falling. I'm falling. Yeah. <laughs> so you need like an airbag or something like surrounding your toilet. So when you sit down on it, it's like, wow. A pulley system. A pu oh, a pulley yeah. system. I like that. So in the show, Grace and Frankie, they create a toilet for uh, uh, senior citizens that like lifts the person up. Yeah, like one of those. Well, that's beds. essentially what you need. Oh, like the lazy boy that gets you up out of it. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that. Anyway, all right. I think we've crazy. we've devolved this into uh, yeah, a podcast for five year olds. So true. So why don't we? I have done. We can draft. I have done a random organ or random uh, list for our draft. We are drafting our favorite reverse retro jerseys from the nhl this season so we're gonna do snake draft so whoever ends up with the last pick will get two in a row and then we'll just do vice versa right so according to my random four times right four of your favorites and you can only draft teams <laughs> once so this is where you know a little strategy comes in if you think that someone's not gonna take a pick you can save it for one of your later picks and then what we're gonna do is we'll post on the pod account after the pictures of everyone's picks. And then we'll do a poll to see who, who won the best overall team of reverse retros. They're very subjective and people are kind of like, it's their own opinion, but we'll just see. Um, are you writing overall, down our picks, Chris? So we don't pick the same team. I will first overall pick Adam followed by me. And then Jess gets to go back to back. Okay. All right. I will start writing down picks. And as soon as I can find my app, wherever my notes app is. 
I just have a notepad right next to me. Ah, uh, yeah. See, that's like old tech. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the. And remember, Chris, we're not allowed to pick. We're not allowed to pick the flyers or the canes. Because those are the only ones that Jess wants. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Let's let's dive into this a little bit. There are there are. With the first, you know, there's a lot of pressure with the first pick because you want to hit it out of the park. Oh, for sure you do. Um, there are some solid jerseys don't out take, there. Don't take my also, pick. You better not take my pick. There are some <laughs> solid jerseys out there, and at the same time, there are some garbage jerseys out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could so, do a draft of garbage jerseys, too. Yeah. <laughs> now, I am going to go uh, with... Be uh hmm, actually mm. oh strategy you know what uh the one of you got the one of one what is the best yeah. reverse retro jersey it's hard to uh it's hard to select honestly because you like you also have some that are white so yeah. <laughs> which which changes things a bit yeah like it, it's like it's is it like it's not like all white jerseys are not necessarily visually appealing but some of the logos are really good so you have to uh, weigh that as well. I, I I see what you're saying. Especially it depends on how they wear them too. Because if the teams come out in like white pants or something too, then it's like, okay, whoa, that's almost too much. Yeah. Like the Based stars did that. Jersey alone, because we don't know. Jersey alone. Necessarily what yeah. the pants are going to look like. And you can also put this, take, take the actual team out of it. Picture yeah. like you're just wearing this jersey walking down the street. Yeah. I am going to go with the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, Oh. I I am a huge fan of the old, like oil meteor. Wow, the gear, the gear, I have, I petrified raindrop. I don't know. I've always that's been whenever I like, whenever I had a whenever I was playing NHL and like I would use the Oilers jersey. That was always the Oilers jersey that I would use. I I don't hate on it, man. That uh, it was on my list. I actually really like the gear logo. Um, I think it's a meteor, but I'll just, I know it's not a meteor, but for myself, it's a meteor. Yeah, no, if you look at it, it's a gear with an oil drop on it, but yeah. wasn't it designed by, not Seth McFarlane, Todd McFarlane, the guy that made Spawn, I think, designed that logo. I, I don't know. You should go back. <laughs> I could be totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was designed by Todd McFarlane, but anyways. Okay, Oilers. I did not think that was going to go one of one I thought that was going to come to me late. All right, that's off my list. Damn. All right. Well, I, Jess is going to hate me, but at least Jess, you get to go back to back. So okay. I can't not take this Jersey because it is classic. They have changed the color scheme. They've used this Jersey before, but they've changed the color scheme this time around. And I think it just suits everything perfectly. Um, I have to go with the Anaheim ducks. That That's orange, uh, the retro duck mask, it is just too classic. It brings me back to my childhood with the Mighty Ducks movies. Uh, getting rid of the teal and going orange with it instead kind of just updates it to their color scheme for nowadays. And uh, yeah, that, that Ducks jersey is just too classic. I have to take I that. have that Ducks jersey in teal and purple. Yeah, and that was a great color scheme too. I just, I'm, I'm actually kind of digging. I don't know if I like the orange more. Because the teal yeah. and purple is more retro to what I'm used to from my childhood. But 
I knew it wasn't going to come back to me probably with Jess being a, a bit of a Ducks fan as well. So I had to take it. Wasn't even close. Wasn't even on your mind. radar. Oh. I'm, it's funny because I'm actually like, I'm, I don't like the color orange. Oh, okay. Very much. Um, right. And I, I, I don't mind their orange and black. It's when they put it with the tan that I hate. Mm, okay. I can that, see that. That gold color. I don't like that. It's too like 1970s. Blech. Oh, like your grandma's couch that had like all the flowers on it. Yeah, pretty much. It was velvet, That's right? It... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every every grandma had that couch. It's true, they did. But yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the color contrast with that one. So. Okay, well, so I didn't necessarily have to take. Although, yeah, if you were if it wasn't on your radar, I mean, Adam it was has it was on my list, but it was like okay. far down. Okay. So I'm happy with it. Um, I'll take it. So you got back to backs. I got back to back. So, I mean, I'm going to, I have to go with the flyers. So, of course. I mean, that's a duh. Uh, it's, it's classic. It's simple. It's easy. The thing yeah. I love about the flyers is like, they're the only team in the damn NHL that has never changed their logo or their colors. Never. Yeah. So, I think they tweaked like, the logo once or twice, but it was like a minor tweak. It was like, I think they did one in like 99 to update it to like more digital. And then yeah. they, they did at one point put like silver around it to like pop it out and make it look yeah. like a 3D thing. Um, yeah. But that is literally the only tweaks that they have ever done. They've never changed the colors. They've never changed anything. And I loved like, how they said in warm-ups when they wear them are they not wearing the uh cooper they are too? wearing those pants yep the cooper yeah, balls uh, um so classic. I, yeah i gotta go i gotta go with the flyers on That's that fair. they're just it's just it's, it's good just pick. clean and you know it's good pick yeah. um this hit my second pick is actually the kraken jersey really yes i did not expect that the colorings right. are i love the colors um yeah. of the kraken i absolutely i love the colors for that they picked for the team i mean i find it funny um, that a team that's existed for a year has a retro jersey but they i mean did... vegas, they had to do the same thing for vegas because all of the teams are getting the reverse retros so well, and i think didn't, didn't the kraken the kraken leaned a little bit on the seattle millionaires yeah. stripe pattern i think yeah probably yeah. So, um, but I do, I love, I love the Kraken one. It's just, it's really, it's really crisp. Yeah. No, I, I, like I honestly, I love the logo. I love the color scheme. The, the current gen, uh, Kraken mm -hmm. jerseys are one of my favorites. Um, yeah. I, I, I only knocked them down a little bit on my list because of the, like, how do you have a retro Jersey? Uh, <laughs> just because I don't know why. they have to, they have to because they can't, Yeah. <laughs> Same yeah. with Vegas, exactly. But no, yeah. uh, definitely, uh, it was it was on my list. It was low down. I thought maybe I could take that with my fourth pick. <laughs> now I can't. Nope. <laughs> all right, all right. I guess I'm back up. Okay, well, now you guys got me, like, worried that I'm going to lose one of my other picks. <laughs> um, I think that one will get back to me. What won't come back to me? Adam's got to go back to back. What's Adam going to want? <laughs> Can I be evil and steal something right off Adam's plate here? Uh, damn. No, I have to take. Uh, 
Okay, I'm going with my heart. And uh, I have to go with the Pittsburgh Penguins. That, that triangle logo, when I was growing up watching Mario and Yager and uh, Ron Francis and all those guys rocking that jersey, the yellow on the shoulders, it's just super classic. They, they didn't really tweak a lot with this jersey for the Penguins except that crest and then the all yellow down the, down the arms. Um, just so classic, though. All I picture when I see that jersey is Mario dominating, Yager scoring goals, taking his glove off and doing his salute, and it just brings me back to a simpler time. So I'm going to go Penguins. Okay, I guess I'll go back to back here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go uh, one Eastern team and one Western team here. Oh, So uh, to start off, I'm going to go with the uh, Screaming Eagle of nice. the uh, Washington Capitals. Great pick. Uh, if I remember correctly, that was the jersey that they were wearing like early in Ovechkin's career, correct? Yeah. Is that that's the one where he scored the the goal. behind the back, yeah. like one of his first goals on his ass, basically, and we shot it behind him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just one of the best logos game. ever. Uh, and then I'm gonna go with a white jersey here in the LA Kings. Uh I oh, think wow. that, that I think that, that logo should be their permanent logo. Yeah. Like the bejeweled crown. I love the purple. Um, the purple and gold. I, yeah. Even though it is a white jersey, I would have loved to see, you know, the purple and uh, gold version of it. But uh, I, we have seen it. It was, I believe, when the Canucks did their 50th anniversary, uh, the LA Kings wore their purple and gold jersey like that. But you know what? It's purple sleeves. Uh, with the gold tr gold numbers and the crown on the front, that's a that's a winner right there. Yeah, yep. I I, oh, I would God. agree with that for sure. Um, and I do like that they've tied it in, kind of like I don't I don't know who would have had it first, but tied it in with the Lakers colors. I do enjoy mm -hmm. when a team kind of just takes an identity, like all the Pittsburgh teams, the Pirates, the Penguins, um, yeah. the who else is there? Oh, the Steelers. They're all black and gold, black <laughs> and yellow. Um. So a whole city is like, these are our colors. And the Kings with the, uh, with the Lakers Lakers tying in there. And then I'm kind of surprised that uh, the Rams wouldn't have gone purple and gold, but I guess that's too close to the Vikings. But uh, yeah, it'd be well, interesting. To I see. mean, really, you want to argue about that? I mean, the Rams and the other Chargers, they basically all have the same colors. They're the same damn team. It's just one A, B, and a team and B team. They're well, I mean the char Chargers are baby blue. Fun oh, fact, well, okay, LA we're gonna argue about the the semantics on baby blue and yellow and mildly darker blue and yellow. Fun fact: the LA Lakers used to be used to play in Minnesota, and Minnesota's football team purple. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. yeah. So maybe yeah. it was a uh, they brought it over from there. Yeah, they used to be the Minnesota Lakers, Lakers have... because Minnesota actually has lakes, unlike LA. Well, I guess I'm up, and Adam has set me up perfectly to take the Minnesota Wild with Ew. the North Stars colors. I'm sorry. I, I know it's kind of hideous. However, again, I grew up in a time where the Minnesota North Stars were a thing. It was a classic jersey. I really do think that that logo for the Wild with the 
green and oh, yellow. I love I love their logo. I hate the color combination, yellow and green. Yeah, I I, 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 I'm, I dislike the Packers with a passion. <laughs> um, for whatever reason, I'm just it's the nostalgia of the North Stars. And I just think I like the green and yellow better than what they have currently. And uh, yeah, I, I probably could have saved that for the end because so many people think it's hideous. Um, yeah, I just I kind of wanted it in uh, in my lineup. So I'm, I'm so just has second guess. I'm second guessing myself now because if Jess hated it so much, I could have taken it fourth. Yeah. So Jess has back to back here. Jess has yep, back to back then, to finish her picks. Yep, and then Chris is last. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, okay, so, well, Adam took the Kings, Ooh. um, but I am, I'm going to go with the stars. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually really like that Jersey. Um, I haven't Simple. been, yeah, I haven't been a huge fan of the stars jerseys I'm, I'm, a lot in, lately. I'm sensing what? a, uh, a green theme with, uh, I you, uh, Jess. Well, no, she's only got the the crack in her teal, and then she's got the flyers, and then the stars are the only green ones she's got. Yeah. I, no. Well, oh, okay, sorry, teal, but it's in the same category as the green jerseys on the. That's fair. Yeah, That's but if fair. you notice that, like most of the jerseys that I dislike are the green green jerseys. Like yep. I hate the Hartford Whaler jerseys. I'm not a huge fan of the Canucks jerseys that are super green. I don't like the Minnesota Wilds green. Um I don't like the color green on things. It's weird. Um yeah. but the stars is more white and black with a little bit of the the green as a as an accent more than anything. Yeah. Um which I really It's very like. 90s. It is. Um, and I actually really liked their uh, their 2020 reverse retro. Um, but it took me a minute to like that one because it is a lot of white. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of white. Um, and then for my last pick, this is going to shock you guys. Um, because I'm going to go with Arizona. Whoa. I yeah. did not expect that. I know. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the colorings of those, but I like the detail that they put in at the bottom of the jersey um, yep. for, like, the desert and everything. I really just like that, like, the detail and design that they that they took. That's that fair. One. That's fair. No, uh, it's, it's unique for sure. The color scheme is not used anywhere else in the league. No. Uh, I haven't seen it on TV yet. Like, a lot of my... Uh, picks when i'm thinking about it it's like i know i said take it away from the actual team and just picture wearing right. it walking down the street which i kind of lost track of what i meant there because i would never be caught dead wearing that wild jersey walking down the street um <laughs> but i've seen uh i've seen jerseys like that on the ice and they just pop so nicely right uh like i Believe it or not, I will go on record saying I was a fan of the Canucks Sprite jerseys because they looked so damn good on TV. Uh, they were cursed because the Canucks lost terribly every time they wore them. But I think they looked really good. And again, I also grew up with the uh, era of that faded jersey with the West Coast Express with Nasland and Bertuzzi. And they had the maroon to navy blue fade that they did. 
Um, so it was just nostalgia there. And then the blue and green just pop so nicely on TV. But yeah, I, I actually I like that jersey as well. I have that jersey. Um, it's one of the few green that I do like. I yeah. liked the way that they blended that. So side note, the Oilers jersey was designed by Todd McFarlane, who also <laughs> wrote Spawn comic book for anyone that doesn't know. I don't know why that piece of information was in my brain, but it was. Okay, so Jess has got stars, and then she went coyotes. Yep. Okay, so I'm back up my last pick here. Well, I took pictures of all the ones I really wanted. I wasn't sure if I was going to get them all. I think I'm torn... I'm going to give honorable mention to the Canucks jerseys. I don't hate them. I think the color scheme is great. I'm not a huge fan of the logo, but I really do like the color scheme, the dark blue. Uh, I don't hate the the weird numbers, like how one arm doesn't have it and the other one does, and then there's one on the shoulder. I really don't like the freaking TD patch on the shoulder. I'm not a fan of ads on jerseys in general. Uh, I think it just ruins the look, but I'll get into that another day. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm, I'm going back and forth between two and I don't want to sit here and hum and haw for the next 10 minutes because that does not make for a good podcast so I'm going to go with my gut and my gut is telling me to go with the Buffalo Sabres jersey and I know that I saw them come out on the ice wearing them and they were wearing I think they were wearing white pants too maybe or something it was a lot of white I wasn't a huge fan, <laughs> um, but that Buffalo head logo just represents to me the glory days of the Sabres with Hashik and Daniel Briere and guys like that. Um, and that color scheme, the blue and yellow has always been so Buffalo. The black and red was great during that heyday, but I really think the Sabres should, should lean into that Navy blue and gold and using the, the Buffalo head logo I think it's just a knockout of the park. So I'll take the Sabres for my last pick. Okay, so before I make my pick, a couple of things. First off, Jason Zucker, while wearing the old school Penguins logo, did the Yager salute after scoring. I saw that. Classic. Uh, uh, Props to say, Zucker. Yeah. Um, Detroit and Chicago, can you guys do better? You oh my might, god! They're basically the same jerseys, and they're both awful. So if we did a terrible draft, though, that they're going one yeah. two. So yeah. for my uh, last, before we make our last pick, uh, you know that's this, not true. Vegas has them beat. I'm sorry. Vegas's uh, yeah. jersey is the ugliest, most tacky thing. But then, if you don't ever. like Vegas, then you wouldn't like Carolinas. I don't like Carolinas. Okay, oh, there you so. go. Didn't expect that, did you, Adam? <laughs> So this one okay. was a hard one. Okay, quick uh, shout out. Okay, can what? we just all, before you do your last pick, let, let, let's just do this. <laughs> can we all pick our least favorite just before just we it's Chicago and Detroit because they're the exact same jersey. Okay, you got to pick one. So No, they're the same. So They are the same. Matter. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. You can take both of those. Yeah. Jess says Vegas, you guys Jess says Vegas is the worst. Two. They're yeah. the exact same jersey. Okay, so Jess says Vegas is the worst. And uh, I... Uh, I'm torn, but I think I have to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, it's God, it's terrible, awful. too. 
it looks like a cartoon. It's got the clouds up top and the waves at the bottom, the lightning bolts on the arm. It looks like something you'd see in a beer league. Ryan Terrible. said it looked like pajamas. It does. It does. It looks like, <laughs> it's like it looks like little kids pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> the New York Rangers one looks like a sweatshirt to me. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So Okay. For my uh, final selection of the 2022 reverse retro draft, I'm going to go back to the Pacific Division here and go with the burning hot Calgary Flames uh, jerseys. Ooh. You got the you got a little bit of the black, you got the, you know, the red on the sides, those are some sharp. Anytime you have a black jersey on the ice, it just looks good because of the contrast sure. with the ice and everything. <clears throat> Canucks. <clears throat> wink, yeah. wink. I, yeah. <laughs> Look, if the Canucks pulled out the, like, just said, you know what, our reverse retros are going to be the skate and rink, they would have won. Like, they're just, yeah. end the contest there. But, you know, the one problem I have is I don't really like that weird line that goes sideways. Yeah. Like yeah. It looks but like you know it, puts the, it puts the logo on like a podium almost. Yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, small details, so I'll give it to them. Uh, honorable mention uh, has to go to the uh, Winnipeg Jets, though. Thank uh, you. That was out. the one I was. That's the one I was yeah. going between between the Sabers and the Jets. Yeah, but the Calgary Flames one, I think they're going to look fantastic. And uh, yeah, and controversial opinion here: um, the Islanders jersey is not good. That logo need does not need uh -huh. to be. Uh, Captain Highlander need to be resurrected. I All agree. I think of is fish and chips or yeah. uh, fish chips. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trust the Gordon's fisherman. All I think of is like uh, Mike D, uh, not Mike DiPietro, Rick. Rick DiPietro. Rick DiPietro, uh, and his what fourteen-year contract that just ended, I think, last year. Oh my god! Yeah, who knows? It. Yeah. Um, I. I'll throw an honorable mention out there as well. Uh. I considered the San Jose Sharks one just because it's so different. Um, it, it, I have a feeling it's going to look awful on the ice. Uh, I don't hate the Bruins jersey. I hate the logo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, though, that Bruins jersey with the uh, weird spikes all around it, that's the exact template I used for my beer league team when I made our jerseys. So maybe there's a little bias there. Um, the St. Louis ones are fucking terrible. I hate the New Jersey one. What is with the like primary color scheme? It's the Kansas going? City Scouts. That's it's the so bad. I, I like I like the Bruins one if it wasn't white. Like they had one that was like Fair. orange years ago or yellow, like kind of like that color. That one was awesome with the bear in the middle. Um can we talk for a quick sec about how lazy Toronto is? Let's just throw some white shoulders on our current jersey and call it a day. Well, Montreal, <laughs> hello. Montreal is just like, let's make our logo baby blue. Well, the or, not the logo, but the, the, the jersey, jersey itself. Florida's is terrible. Columbus, yes. Columbus stuck with their didn't really change anything. Neither did they Ottawa. just they just reversed the colors. Yeah. Ottawa yeah. didn't do much. No. Ottawa's um, I don't mind Ottawa's. I actually kind of like it ish like Cal it doesn't it doesn't rate because i forget that they exist, I, I you but... know i say this after i pick calgary who didn't change their logo either but yeah colorado has a you know i don't paying homage I, to the don cherry days i don't hate the colorado i believe that was when they were the rockies or something yeah. back in the day 
I don't hate that one. The logo itself is almost too simple. Color scheme kind of works with the dark shoulders. It looks okay. Um, Once again, Chicago and Detroit do better. Okay, but I mean, no. Like, I'm going to give a little bit to Chicago because at least it's not a racist caricature. Well, I mean, I guess that's an upgrade. So, yeah, but that shouldn't be the line. <laughs> that's, that shouldn't be. That's a good point. Chicago doesn't have a very, like, you know, it, it, it's not a very high bar for Chicago to beat. But um, I'll accept this one. Although Chicago's... I do not like the numbers on the on the on the arms because they look like ss patches from like the nazis oh oh and the color um, scheme yeah yeah um i'm not a huge so chicago's either that. being racist or being nazis those like yeah well you know i mean kind of typical kind of uh, the thing six of one half a dozen I, the reason i don't like the canes jersey which you probably you guys weren't expecting it's literally their current away jersey just red yeah, That's it. it's just lazy. And I'm like, really? You guys, they could have done a lot more to it. I mean, even Sean was like, I don't understand why they haven't used the Whalers with the Carolina the red and black. coloring, which yep. is oh, fine. I hate the Whalers colors. Like, I'm yeah. very anti those colors. Um, but I might like them if they make them red, black, red and, black. and white. Yep. So, the Chicago but, one yeah. to me just kind of looks like uh, an ugly Christmas sweater. Like Fair. if you throw if you throw some like weird like snowflakes an Oswald, or, or uh, throw yeah, some snowflakes Oswald? and reindeers and stuff on that thing and you've got an ugly <laughs> Christmas sweater done. Yes. Yeah. All right. Griswold. Well, that was good. That's Griswolds. the word. He'd Griswolds. totally wear that. I think we talked about almost every single team except for the Predators because. Eh, eh, eh. I actually liked that one. Oh, it's not it's, terrible. It's so lazy. It's it's boring, but it looks it's like not the logo awful. was drawn ten year old. Like if you want to do something different, there's no detail on the shoulders, nothing. It's just here is yeah. your like mustard yellow. Like <laughs> it might as well be a Dwight freaking shirt and mustard yellow yeah. dress shirt. Um the logo, if you want to do something different, do like yeah. I, I believe at one point in their history they had a saber tooth tiger that was just the skeleton, like just the skull. Oh yeah. I think that would have worked better. That would be cool. But that would be me. cool. I like that one. I I can't get over Vegas's. Do you know that the color the the the, the they it glows in the dark? Yep. Oh, that's very like, Vegas. It is. It it's it's like somebody was but sitting there going, "Okay, how extra can we be because we're Vegas, so we do have that? to be extra." Didn't Dallas yeah. do one of those? No, uh Dallas's Dallas are just day glow. Ben Bishop, when he played for the Stars, his mask glue in the dark. Mm-hmm. And no. their uh, their current black and highlighter green. Mm, I bet that probably, probably glows glow in, the dark. in the dark. Vegas's mindset, apparently, when they designed these, was what would the jersey look like if Vegas had a team in the 90s? So they Yeah, just... probably. And I can, I can see that. Like, I can see the print being um very reminiscent of a couple of the every like, team not every team but a there, lot of teams but... did that in the 90s like the rangers had the diagonal font the yeah. uh penguins at one point had pittsburgh going diagonally yes. like 
it was a popular yeah. thing, but and I, I do appreciate the the actual font that Vegas used because I think it's um it's similar to a couple of the the um, hotels that are there. Like they're yeah. they're it looks very um, Vegas, but literally it is Lazy. horrendous. And the fact that it glows in the dark is just absolutely cheesy, vomit inducing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so extra. All right. Well, I think that's pretty good. We did. We're a little over an hour. We don't want to go too long. So that was fun. Um, I think we, uh, if this gets good reception, we could keep doing some drafts. We got a million different ideas of things we could do. One we didn't do. We are waiting for you and uh, Adam. We probably should have done this this episode just because of timing. But we're going to do a best Halloween candy draft. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can do that next time. Yeah, maybe uh, after everyone has digested. Here's the problem. Jess has different candy than us. I know. We we had a brief we conversation about this. the difference between Smarties and Rockets. And uh, yeah. But you know what? It could be educational for. They also uh, have. Uh, yeah, they have like. Like whenever I go down to the States, I'm just amazed at what candies they have. And they don't have coffee crisp. And I'm sorry that that's top yeah. tier for me. Yeah. Yeah. We can make a tier list. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in this week. And uh, yeah, we had fun. Hopefully you guys did too. We will throw our pictures up on the pod account uh, at third line pod on Twitter. Go check that out. Vote in our poll. See who wins. Bragging rights are on the line. So please vote for me. And <laughs> we will uh, catch you all next week for Jess, for Adam, for myself. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next time. And thank you once again for listening to this week's episode of the Third Line Podcast here on the Area 51 Sports Network. Make sure to head over to area51sportsnetwork.com to check out the variety of shows that we have here on the network. Whether you're a basketball fan, soccer fan, hockey fan, or are looking for some betting advice or into some esports, the network has it all on area51sportsnetwork.com. Also, make sure to check out some of our sponsors on the website, whether that be Dr. Squatch, uh, Soap Co., Monkey Knife Fight, Habson, Bet99.com, or High Stick Vodka. All of our sponsors are great. They help us, so make sure that you support them as well. Lastly, when you are on the Area51SportsNetwork.com page, make sure to head over to the WHL tab. Over on the WHL tab, you can read some of the newest articles from members of the third line podcast, as well as other writers who are covering the WHL's BC division, as well as the U S division. Thank you once again for listening. And we hope that you tune in again for another episode of the third line podcast.